Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. You know what? I don't think there's a better day in life than today. And it's because yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not here. Plus, this is a brand new series that we're on. You know, this is something that I can get passionate about. It's fun, but it's fun when we do series like we just did with Mike's book on the social media symphony because it's nuts and bolts. It, it allows you to really think, allows you to get something going. But this book today, The Flip-Flop CEO, It's Time to Get a Life, is a little bit different than anything we've done currently. I had the privilege of meeting Janine and Lori at the Real Savvy Success Women's Empowerment Conference back in, I think it was May. And you talk about two down-to-earth ladies. And as I, as I sat there and listened to this mom and daughter talk, and, and share from the stage and then listen to them as they interacted with other women that came up to them afterwards. Because let's be real, realistic, this is a women's empowerment conference. I'm kind of like a fly on the wall. But it was amazing because some of their team was there, other people from other companies were there. And these girls weren't afraid to talk about the fact, hey, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And And lately... There's been a, a, a plethora of stuff going on in our profession where where backdoor deals are done. People people are out there wondering. Matter of fact, they, they're not even wondering. They truly believe in their heart that network marketing is no longer a viable marketing channel for the average distributor to make money, somebody that's in their own home-based business. And I got into a, a very heated discussion, but very professional discussion with somebody that I have gone to to go from respect to trust because he really does, <coughs> excuse me doesn't like this profession and and he backs it up with his his figures and his stats and I love that but I look at it and I think you know he he detests this industry as much as I love it to him it's just a legal pyramid scheme because nobody's exposed it to me it can become the greatest profession and it's because I lived it probably as a child up to now. I remember the blue station wagons with the wooden panels from Tupperware that my mom earned. I remember the trips that she took my dad and her on. I remember the, I remember the prizes she won, a radio alarm saw that he used for years until I was able to trade it for a VW Bug that I could fix up and drive. I remember the trips, the, the, the makeup parties. I remember all that from the from the Mary Kay days. I saw the the self-esteem. I saw the, the excitement in different things that my mom did. Now, I also saw the, the, the other side. I saw my dad try to sell vacuum cleaners, and that sucked. And, and you know, it, it's not that everybody has the same success. My dad could say just about anything or, or smack you upside the head and tell you to buy it anyway, but... You know, it, it's just interesting to see how people can look at the same issue and see it from a different side. I guess it's kind of like politics, religion, or anything else. So as I start into this book today, I'm starting into it obviously from a biased standpoint because I love our profession. But I'm proud to do this book because in this book, Janine and Lori also have stories of individual people that have made it just like them. And this is why when I get so excited about our profession, when I get heated because of crap that goes on, 
It's because I know that there are still people today that are busting their butt. They find the right company. They don't get into it for the wrong reasons, for the propaganda, and they go out there and they build something they can be proud of. So as we start in, we're going to be covering a lot in the in today because we're going to cover two chapters in one. You know, and, and it's because they really kind of go together. Get a life, get a clue. And I thought this was good. They have this little phrase here by M. Scott Peck that says, The truth will set you free, but first it will make you mad. And that's kind of how direct selling network marketing is. They open up and they say this, We don't mean to be rude, but your life could use a facelift. Correct us if we're wrong, but you'd rather get a colonostomy than go to work tomorrow. The last thing you felt, the last time you felt well-rested was in college. Your salary doesn't budge. Your bonuses are um, minimal. Your, your retirement fund has gone from being a nest egg to a goose egg, and your couch has more money than your savings account. When you think about it, we, we see that a lot based on the economy right now. And what happens is either we have money but we don't have any time, or we have time but no money. And in both cases, we probably are not the most fun people to be around. I craved attention from my dad. When I was young, I, I, we'd play catch, we'd, we'd go to church functions, we'd do things. But he had to bust his butt so much as a truck driver that when he was home, he just wanted to relax or he wanted to get into some of his hobbies. And I'd hang out with him a lot in my early days before I hit my teen years. And I learned a lot. That's why I can work on cars and, and do lapidary to a certain degree and love woodworking. But I think back now, how would our life have been different if if he didn't have to work so hard? How would it have been different if he could have followed his dreams and passions a little bit deeper than what he was able to do? See, that's what we're looking at today. Now, I'm not <coughs> like the girls in this book. We're We're not talking about... Just go do what you love and hope the money comes in. I mean, that, that that in itself would be awesome, although I would say that there are probably some network marketing companies out there that you could look at that, that are in industries that you might have a passion for. But the key is that if you want network marketing to work, you cannot get hooked into this profession based on all the hype, the glamour, the the glitz, the lifestyle, or anything else. No one else should dictate why you're getting into this business. Can they have a, a pull on you? Absolutely. Can you see what they're doing inside like a little bit of that? Absolutely. I did that last night on HGTV where they, they had a show called Million Dollar Rooms, and they were showing some wonderful houses. A guy up in, in the, the I don't know where it is, Martha's Vineyard or somewhere, had a house with a bowling alley. I thought, Man, I'd love to relax at night with my own bowling alley. I mean, we're all going to go through that. But when you join a company, it needs to be for some specific reasons. And I'm sure the girls get into this, but I want to hit it head on right now. Number one, you better have done the due diligence on the company and know that it has a, a valid leadership, a valid business plan, a product that can sustain itself. You notice I didn't say anything about a compensation plan because that's a given. And no matter what the hype is that you hear out there, you can take the worst compensation plan with the greatest product and the greatest leadership and your passion to survive and to, 
to grow and to meet your own personal passions, and you'll win. You can take the greatest compensation plan ever created mathematically, have a lousy product, and the company will not sustain itself. You'll lose. It's never about compensation. What's the motive behind starting the company? Why did the founders launch the company? Is the product of quality? Can the company sustain itself? Those are the things you've got to look at. Not the flash mob mentality, not the hype and glitz of a lifestyle, but you. Is this something you can get passionate for? That's the key. I went through this book. I was totally blown away with what they have in here. They write, and this is good. They say, now, we're not stupid. We know that network marketing still gets a bad rap. But, you know, let me stop right there. If it wasn't for Whitney Roberts, her creativeness, she's the writer. You know, Janine and Lori, they, they gave her the words, but she put this into a, a form that is amazing to me. And Whitney's just got away with, with creating this, and that's why I love this sentence. It's because she didn't mix words. Now, we're not stupid. We know that network marketing still gets a bad rap and that you'd rather take a paper route than be caught doing network marketing. We know that you have a fancy title and the image to uphold and that you're getting used to the company car. We get that you have a business to run with your name on the door. We see that your license plate, that you've earned a degree, all that. This book, this series that we're going to do over the next few days is not to get you to join some network marketing company. But it is it is to, to let you see a different side, to let you understand that network marketing as a whole is nothing more and nothing less than a compensation plan. According to the government, according to the IRS, the only definition is direct sales. It just happens to be that 99% of the direct selling companies these days use some type of a multi-level compensation program similar to real estate or similar to insurance or, or anything else out there that's a commission-based with a team. We just happen to call it MLM or network marketing. It's to allow you to understand it's kind of like the agency system. And if you start to understand it's a compensation, it's a way that you are paid, and it's not the company, it's not an industry in and of itself, it's a marketing channel. Just that paradigm alone will open up your mind to understand what we're going to be going through in this book. The funny thing is, Janine and Lori kind of felt the same way. In fact, prior to doing our research on network marketing, we were some of the biggest haters and skeptics around. Let's face it, the industry does have a checkered past, and some network marketers still make the whole place look like a carnival. But that's not a good enough reason to be deterred. That's not a reason to dismiss what could be a vi viable and credible financial opportunity. Now let me explain something real quick. These two young ladies are in a company called Arbonne. Arbonne just came out of bankruptcy. These gals believed in their company, in their products, in their team so much that when all the other critics were wondering if they were going to make it, wondering if it was worth it, wondering if this is the way to go, they held true and they kept going. 
I have some great friends in Arbonne. My wife and my daughters have used the product. Matter of fact, they've got some baby stuff in their in their company that's phenomenal. See, when it's about the products and the formulations, and those products are what people need, they will buy them. And when I look at the price of cosmetics from Lancome and some of these other companies, I realize whether it's Arbonne, Mary Kay, or something else, they actually have some products that, that, that can be utilized. They can be used. And this isn't to, to pitch Arbonne. But, man, when there's companies out there that have good products that people buy and they have a good customer base outside the network marketing comp plan, you've got a company that's got a valid product that people use. These two have been in the corporate rat race. They've been passionate entrepreneurs, loyal employees. They've had careers they've loved with salaries they've hated and careers they hated with salaries they love. Listen to this. We wrote this book not to convince you but to inform you. To flip your frame of reference about the industry that is so gravely misunderstood, and that's it right there. I mean, that's that's that and it's, that was in a nutshell. When I look at that, I thought, man, these girls are off to a run and start. All three of them. They say most people have some idea of what network marketing is. At least they think they do. In reality, their knowledge is about as up to date as a perm. But we'll get to that later. See, this is going to be a girly book, so I'm going to have fun with this. Since I don't have any hair, I don't know what the heck a perm is. Network marketing, also known as MLM, is a system of marketing and distributing uh, distributing of products. It's essentially a word-of-mouth advertising. Now, what they're talking about here is absolutely true. But in, in just a few minutes ago, you heard where they said there's certain people that have just screwed it up and made it like a carnival. With the invent of the Internet, it changed everything. With the... With the concept a few years ago, hey, let's just put people on auto ship. Let's let's try to let's try to simplify this. Let's try to get them onto it so that they don't quit. I think it's kind of messed some things up. People, anytime you've got a good thing, somebody will find a way to rape it and pillage it. I mean, crying out loud, let's be realistic. Overall, churches are a pretty good thing. But a few years ago, we saw some guys on TV that screwed the whole blasted thing up for everybody else. I'm just looking at the reality is it doesn't matter if it's network marketing or or the Fifth Baptist Church of your town. The concept's all the same. If there's to be a mistake, if there's somebody to screw with it, if there's a quick buck to be had, then they figure out a way to do it. And that's the problem. That's what's wrong with it. That's why I don't think it works. When you just want to go out and tell people network marketing sucks. Because that's not the truth behind it all. Whether it's a company with the wrong reason for launching, whether it's a field leader with with self-motivation, which there's a lot of them. Or whether it's just a flat fact the product wasn't sustainable. You're going to have the negative. But you see that everywhere. It's not just network marketing. See, companies that that do it right in network marketing understand that they're going to be putting the dollars that they would spend on traditional advertising into the pockets of the distributors. A good company, a company that wants longevity, is going to figure out a way that they can manufacture and formulate all their own stuff, or as much of it as they can, to lower the actual cost 
and be able to create the highest quality of product they can. Amway gets a lot of, of bad rap, but I have yet to find anyone that says Amway products suck. Because if they've used that soap, if they've used some of the vitamins, if they've used the cosmetics, they love the cosmetics. That's why the company does billions a year, and they've only got a couple million distributors. Avon's the same way. People love the products, and they continue to use the products. The girls write something in here. I'm going to clarify a little bit. It says, and rather than invest in pricey distributors, middlemen, and retail space to get the goods from A to B, they use people. Now, overall, that is that is a 100% solid statement. <clears throat> but what I have seen is a trend lately. Is there are some companies that understand if they can if they can get their products out there in the mainstream market for people to see that when distributors come and talk to them, what they end up finding out is that they already know about the brand, they already know the name. Tupperware has done this. Watkins Products is doing it right now. Mary Kay and Avon both have commercials on TV. They're sponsoring certain things. Asante Worldwide does a does a bag for the, the red carpet at the Emmys and the Golden Globes and all that. So there's there's some really creativity that's going on. Vima actually goes out and, and, and they've got a team and they'll put they'll put uh Vima machines in schools so that they can give them quality products and then all of a sudden people are talking about, hey, I had this Vima energy drink. So we're starting to see a trend where the companies are saying, you know what? We're going to help create name brand recognition, not just have our distributors going out there beating the pavement. It's becoming true partnership in a lot of ways. 2110, one of the companies that I just I just adore, I love, because Richard Brooks is a great leader in my book. They're doing a lot of stuff with the Wrestling Association in California now. This is why when the girls talk about direct selling, network marketing, and the fact that most people don't understand it or they, they think it's still an antiquated deal or they think it's a pyramid, they really don't understand. And I don't, I don't dishearten that. I'm not making light of that. It, it's, a, it, it's, an, it's just an ignorance of the truth, and a lot of it is perpetrated by us insiders, us network marketers, because of the crap that you guys see on the Internet, the crap that people say to you all the time. It's propagated by people that have self-agendas that they, they talk about the team and they talk about how to go build it, but yet they don't do it themselves. I understand that. But the girls say this in a way that I, that I love. Listen to this paragraph. Before the Internet was invented, network marketing was a different animal altogether. Because there was no such thing as e-commerce, people in network marketing companies acted like the virtual storefronts. Listen, I can remember network marketing before AutoShip. I remember when my mom would have to, she'd take all her orders. She'd go do her Tupperware parties. We'd be all over the place. I was carrying her Tupperware bag. I'm surprised I even came out as an alpha male because I'm running around with all these women. She'd take all the orders down. There was no Internet. There was no, you know, smartphone crap. She was <laughs> writing this stuff down. She, <coughs> excuse me. She would take it up to Mr. Best, who owned the actual distribution center for Tupperware in that region. She'd go up there and put her order in. He would order it from the company. She would come to pick it up. She would have to pay her portion of it, and then she would go collect the money if she hadn't collected it already, and that was her profit. 
I remember in Amway the same thing. We'd go over to the person's house, and you'd have to buy the product from them. They'd already bought it from the company and all that good stuff. I mean, technology has really streamlined the process. There's no doubt about that. But see, what you guys see as network marketing today hasn't always been that way. And I personally love the fact these girls wrote this book because it gives me a, a reference point to say, you know, here's a book that explains it. I talk about it. They write it in paper. This is, in my book, the greatest opportunity for the average American to make some extra money. And every now and then, just like in baseball, you're going to hear about somebody making a million dollars. But the average baseball player in the major leagues don't make $100,000 a year. See, that's how this is. This is for a person to go out and do what they want to do by earning a little extra money to take care of them and their family. They don't have to inventory crap. They don't have to have it. Now, there's some companies that will tell you, hey, you ought to have some makeup on hand or you ought to have some product on hand. When, when, well, Watkins Products is a prime example. Man, when you order their starter kit, you get products so you can market it to people. You want to know a fun thing about about Watkins products. Sometimes they put their own stuff on sale, and the distributors get to buy it, and then they can come out and they can market it. They can put it in, in their own little storefronts if they want to. Osceola Cheese up in southern Missouri, they sell Watkins products like crazy. You know what? So does Walmart. So does Target. It's amazing. Network marketing has come mainstream if you just realize it and look at it and stop focusing on the crap that you hear. Now, is is the network is, is the internet the way to go? I'm going to tell you right now that 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 makes up less than 10% of where the sales take place. The sale takes place one on one. The repurchasing of the product might be on the internet, but it's going to be that personal contact that you make with those people. And basically, as the girls say it here, all the network marketer does is make the recommendation and the connection. If the company's got a great product and the people see that the product truly will work, the sky's the limit. My friend James Christensen, who was the founder of Zowie, sold that company and became the COO over at Evolve, has just gone back out into the field. And the reason he's going back out in the field, one, is, is to prove that you can still build a good business, but the second reason he's doing it is because he wants to go out there and show people that it is about that personal contact. It isn't about positioning or anything else. But that an average, everyday person, if they just bust their butt and they market the product and they go out to help people change their lives, health-wise, financially, whatever it is, that they can make a difference. Some experts have said that network marketing is one of the fastest and most effective, efficient ways for a company to move product. And I agree with that. When you look at companies like Jockey, Sprint, Verizon, Time Warner, these these companies have launched direct selling arm. Now you look at Ristelli Food Group, a billion-dollar-a-year business. They Over 75% of all the food delivered into the, the, the Mideast Theater comes from Ristelli, and they started their own direct selling to take their food to the table. When you look at... at Jordan Rubin, who, who wrote the book, The Maker's Diet, just put his own money in to launching Beyond Organic. They bought 7,800 organic farm. I mean, it's purely certified organic. They're raising cattle. They're 
They're raising crops. They're putting this together. They're creating the the formulations. They're, everything that they can do in-house, they're doing, and what they have to outsource, they are. But these are companies that are walking their walk, trying to help people and, and put it out there. That's what I love about this. Big companies are realizing this is a way for us to do two things. One, get our product onto the average consumer's table, and two, help that middle American person who may have lost their job or have, have, have debt overhead make a little extra income, basically buying the same kind of stuff they have been buying over only a better quality. If we can't afford health care, we need to eat better. We need to put better stuff in our body. I mean, when you look at everything, if you've got skin cancer, you better find some kind of skin care that's going to help you out. This is why when I read this book, when, we, when I decided we are going to do this series, it's because this is phenomenal. It's not just about selling product personally. Anybody can be a salesman, but this is about also building that network. See, there's nothing wrong in business for you to be able to go out there and help to train other people, have them train other people, pass this on to where you're building a network of people and you get a little bit off of everybody's work. J. Paul Getty put it this way, I'd rather have 1% of 100 people's effort than 100% of my own effort. Now, everybody equates that to J. Paul Getty. I'm not sure he's the one that said that. I almost think it was a president that said that. But it doesn't matter. The concept is sound. If everybody's doing it, then everybody's making a little bit of money and everybody's winning. Not everybody's getting rich. Matter of fact, one of the things you're going to find out about direct selling as we go through this book, Network Marketing, is that the majority of the people that join the company have no no idea about earning some kind of grandiose income. They really just want a discount on the product. And they realize if I can buy this and get a discount because I'm a distributor, then I'm saving even more money and I'm putting more cash flow into my pocket. And that truly is the key here. That's what sets it up and makes it different. See, network marketing, when done correctly from the top down, isn't quote-unquote a pyramid. It's a diamond. Because every distributor will have a few customers. If it's done right, they'll have more customers than distributors. I was talking to an investment banker yesterday out of New York who is looking at investing in a direct selling company. We were comparing numbers, and he said, Troy, I talked to a a distributor here in my own hometown that I bought my product from. He doesn't really know who I am, and I said, well, what's your ratio? And he said, I have 15 customers. I only have three distributors. Now, that's a really skewed ratio. Usually, it's a five to one at, at best. But when you've got a company who has a product where you have 15 customers on the product and you've only got three distributors, you're doing it right because you're moving the product. You're making it happen. I look at at some things that get said about network marketing, and they say, well, Amway is a pyramid. I want to explain something. Amway just broke $10 million for this year, or $10 billion for this year. They only have a couple million distributors. Every year they lose fifty to a hundred thousand distributors, but yet their revenue stream goes up. All you have to do is put some logic to it and a mathematical equation to realize people are buying the product whether they're in the compensation plan or not. 
What Janine and Lori are talking about is finding a company, finding the product, finding the right leadership, and all of a sudden, every time you talk to somebody, they're going to be interested in the product. And every now and then you're going to talk to somebody and they're going to say, well, I kind of like what you're doing. I mean, we're at Starbucks and you're having fun and and, and the kids are in, in Mom's Day Out. In our house, we call it Papa's Day Out because I take them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they're out there doing stuff. See, I, I got excited. Let me. I'm going I'm to segue real quick. We've got a couple minutes left. Listen to this. Yesterday, I got to take my granddaughters and my 8-year-old son to the McDonald's play area. You want to know why? Because I'm in direct selling, and I'm not affiliated with a company. I'm just an advocate out here. But the lifestyle that my wife and I live, because she's a romance writer, I'm in the network marketing industry, I was able to have Papa's Day out. We were able to take the backpacks, have the snacks, have the little things, and we're out here and I'm having fun. I got to do a little bit of reading, got to do a little bit of work, but I'm watching them play. Most people can't afford to do that. Most people, and we don't make a lot of money. We're an average American living on a, on a nice beachside community, busting our butt like everybody else does every month. But the time freedom that we have and the love that we get to do, the things as a family, is priceless. So here's some facts real quick as we close it out for the day. The Direct Selling Association, which represents network marketing companies, is in its 100th anniversary. I was just at their celebration. It was phenomenal. The 2010 numbers show that we have 16.1 million people registered as network marketers in the United States. In the United States, retail sales does about 176 billion dollars a year we're part of that in in a, in a way network marketing over the last few years has has felt this decline in revenue overall but we still when you look at the 10-year growth we still have a positive return where people are buying people are having fun that's what this is about this isn't about this series is not about sharing with you a get-rich-quick network marketing this is the nuts and bolts of why this profession is so wonderful. Tomorrow, get this, is going to be the name of the chapter. And I, and I love this because their, their subtitle for this is What's Not to Love. You're going to have fun tomorrow with this book. You need to go to theflipflopceo.com, meet Janine and meet Lori. These are two gals that understand this profession because they hated it. And once they found out about it, once they did their own due diligence, which I suggest everybody listening does, they realize that when you get by the hype, when you get by all the crap, this really is a great profession if you have the right company, right leadership, and right product. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for RealMentorsRadio.com.